We're for Sydney and New South Wales. These are today's headlines from the Daily Telegraph. Christina Keneally and Andrew Charlton have been branded Westie wannabes by senior state Liberal David Elliott, who says locals will not cop the Labor blow-ins in key federal seats nowhere near their multi-million dollar homes. Until recently, Parramatta hopeful Mr Charlton's primary home was a $16 million mansion at Bellevue Hill in the eastern suburbs, while Ms Keneally is still settling into a Liverpool unit after relocating from a waterfront property at Scotland Island. Both Mr Charlton and Ms Keneally are are running in place of long-serving Labor federal MPs who have retired. Meanwhile, Ms Keneally's main rival for the seat of Fowler, Independent Di Lee, said the only way most residents would see her before the election was on a poster. And to read more of that story, you can with a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au or download the app. The teachers' union has been branded selfish by fed-up parents for using the first day of the school term to threaten strike action after years of COVID disruptions. The New South Wales Teachers' Federation has voted to shut down schools Wednesday, May 4, has banned the rollout of any new policies and forbids government MPs from even setting foot on school grounds in its battle to secure a pay rise for teachers. Union President Angelo Gavrilatos said the government hasn't come to the negotiating table and refused to budge from a pay rise offer of 2.05%. The union's demanding teachers get up to a 7.5% pay rise while also securing an extra two hours time to do planning every week. We'll be back after this. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. A senior U.S. envoy would not rule out military action against Solomon Islands if China establishes a defence base on the island state, as Australia also refuses to say what would happen if the so-called red line in the region was crossed. Foreign Minister Maurice Payne has again defended her decision not to travel to the Solomons since the pact was signed, just as U.S. President Joe Biden's top diplomat in the Pacific region, Daniel Crittenbrink, returned from his own trip. Speaking after the visit, Mr Crittenbrink said he was deeply concerned about the lack of transparency around the deal. And bumper crowds who visited the Sydney CBD over the Anzac long weekend and Easter break are a sign of a more positive outlook for the city. Newly released Opal data shows ferry and train trips around the city jumped markedly over the past 12 days, while restaurants, pubs and retailers have all reported patrons returning to packed venues during the Anzac Day long weekend. Pub Baron Craig Laundie has paid tribute to Transport Minister David Elliott's Free Fair Initiative. And that's your headlines. For breaking news and updates throughout the day, take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au and we'll have another update for you tomorrow. Australian history is full of colourful but forgotten characters, from alleyway gangsters to Cold War spies and eccentric entrepreneurs. There are hundreds of incredible stories of adventurous Aussies that never make it into our history books. Each week I talk to some of the country's greatest history authors, sleuths and yarn spinners to uncover the untold stories of some of our most interesting and offbeat ancestors. The show in black and white can be found wherever you get your podcasts.